There we go. <laughs> I love technical difficulties because I was told that when a marriage or a wedding goes poorly, you have a great marriage. So this was the wedding because that was a technical difficulty at the start, which means this is going to be a fantastic interview, and I'm here for that. So hello and welcome to Outside the Huddle with OT. I am your host, Dr. O.T. Porter, the NGFSL Director of Communications, and I am communicating with you directly about our NGFSL family as we work to compete, connect, and unite. Remember that each episode of Outside the Huddle will feature the NGFSL's best and brightest, um, from city leaders to league members, Hall of Famers, all the different people who make up our very diverse uh, group of people here in the NGFSL. Tonight's episode I am very excited about because I am interviewing my my little brother, one of my best friends in the whole wide world, and he also just happens to be one of the leaders in Michigan for the Motor City Hitmen, Mr. Paul Nettles, who is um, a fantastic man, so looking forward to talking to him. And without much further ado, let's just go ahead and get Paul right on in here. Hey, Paul, how you doing, babe? Hey. I'm good. How you doing, OT? I am well. Uh, looking forward to getting this interview in and going on with you because, I mean, it should be fun. We talk a lot, so this should be easy. Yeah, this this should be a no-brainer. We should be good. Yes. So let's just jump right on into what is superbly important because you are a leader up in Michigan. Tell us about your beginning, right? When did you join the then Michigan Panthers and why did you join? Okay, so I used to play basketball with a guy who was on the team at the time and he mentioned mm-hmm. that they traveled and played flag football. I'm like, hey, but that was in 2008. What's upsetting is I had just missed the tournament in Salt Lake City so I was more upset that he told me before I couldn't go. But at that point, there was no Florida. So mm-hmm. my first experience in coming to the team, we started practice for Pride Bowl in Chicago in 2009, say in March. So that mm-hmm. was my first introduction to the team there. Um, the reason I did it was mostly because I was at a point where I really wasn't sure about what I wanted to do with school, and it was pretty much I would just go to work and come home. And I'm Mm. not that old. I'm not that type of person. I needed to find something to do. So I said, I'll go to one or two practices and see what they're talking about. And next thing you know, here it is 10 years later, four jersey colors later, and I'm still here. (laughs) (laughs) Ten years a whole decade. Yeah. I'm coming up on my 10-year anniversary. Um, it is crazy to me. This will actually be my 10th gable, but not my 10th year. But it's a it's a weird thing. Yeah, it's it's, it's happening. So yeah, I started with five about two, and we're looking at 12. Uh-huh. So I'm yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that that is that is something else. I didn't even realize you had been along, around that long. 
Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy because when I look back, I can remember a whole different atmosphere with it. I'm excited for where it is now, but everything was just so scary to me in 2009. And now it's when I go, I'm excited to see people. People are warm. They're receptive. So mm-hmm. it's actually something I plan time around now versus it being like more of a business right. atmosphere. Right. Makes all the difference. I, I completely am here for that. So earlier you said four jersey colors later, <laughs> which means that you have, you have run the gamut here. So what at what point, like, when did you know that you needed to take on a leadership role in Michigan? Tell me about that. So it really wasn't me knowing that I needed to for mm-hmm. any other reason than I needed to. I started in 2009. For those who were around then, my very first tournament, the very first game, the person that actually coached me up while we were playing, while we were practicing, passed away. So, Okay. Yeah, so Jorge was the one who kind of coached me through the practices that we had in Michigan, told me I needed to start at Russia. This is back when we had the box. God, I'm old. Um, <laughs> it was just a lot with that. So I know that kind of mentally destroyed the team. We went to Gay Bowl mm-hmm. in 2009 in D.C. We were ranked number five. We beat New York for the first time since Jesus was a baby. They hadn't lost in like three or four centuries. Um, <laughs> but right after that, a lot of people moved. So right. uh, a lot of the people that were in Michigan that I had learned to be around had left. So when the dust settled mm-hmm. in 2010, there were like six or seven of us. Through trial and error, we decided to, the those that were remaining decided to start a league. And as one of the, more vocal, believe it or not, because anybody that knows me knows I really don't say much and unless prompted or mm-hmm. unless I really know. I actually was one of the people, along with Leron Kopelman, who was still around, who was very excited about starting the league. So I, I was more or less, hey, I'll help out where I can. I'll do this. I'll do that. But as people continue to leave, I found myself doing leadership things, and I said, hey, maybe I ne- this is something that I need to do. Mm-hmm. When when you think about leadership, what are the qualities you think leadership possess? So notwithstanding that I have been a leader at my job, when I think about leadership qualities, especially – in the NGFFL, your local leagues, and dealing with yeah. some of the people and characters, one of Baby, the leading so many. leadership qualities, I feel, is courage. And uh-huh. the reason I say courage is because you have to stand there when everything behind you is on fire. You have to stand there when the times are good, and you basically have to relay messages. It's difficult for a lot of people to give the bad news, but everybody wants to run mm-hmm. to the front of the podium when it's good news. 
Uh-huh. I'm not like that. If it, if it's good or bad, and I'm in a position <laughs> kind of where I have to do it, hey, it is what it is. Um, right. Another one, you I I feel like you have to. You can't be the same in every atmosphere. Being uh-huh. a city leader, you have to learn how to talk up, across, down. You are going to deal with multiple personalities, multiple people, and you can't talk to everyone mm-hmm. the same way. So you you right. have to learn how to possess very good. You have to excel in your communication skills. The third one, I think, is integrity. I don't. I don't think we need to even I know that's right. That <laughs> right. Uh, I, I don't think that, that one needs to be discussed I've, at all. Right. And I've talked to multiple people at this point. I've done this. I've been doing this uh, podcast for quite a while now. And no one's said courage. I, I've heard really? things similar to what you've said before, but you're the first person to say courage. And the way that you presented it, I think, is really important. So I hope that people who are listening to this podcast really hold on to that because it does take a lot of courage to be a leader in the NGFFL because of all those things you said, because often there's a fire burning behind you and you have to, you know, stand in front of the fire and go, there's nothing to see here. There's nothing right. to see here. Okay. When, when, when the smoke is billowing behind your head. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I, I Don't worry about what it. You're Everything's all right. <laughs> right. Um, when you think about leadership and you think about the qualities that you just talked about, what are some of your suggestions for leadership development in the NGFFL? Because I think that's something that is really important. I feel that we need to think ahead. I know mm-hmm. in terms of me personally, I kind of have a time in mind to where I won't want to be as competitive. I'll still want to come around with the atmosphere. And I know that's mm-hmm. going to involve me passing a torch of some kind. Right. The sad part is I don't think a lot of us are in the position to where we feel that we need to do that. And mm-hmm. we walk away and unfortunately – and we walk away and like, well, whatever happens, happens. It's not my issue anymore. So one of the things I think we probably need to do, if we have people in our local leagues, if people amongst the tournaments, they see people that may be interested, sometimes you just have to walk up and ask somebody. You never know mm-hmm. what they might say. And maybe we can just start some not necessarily professional development because, again, this is flag football, but just some developmental things for people who may want to take a leadership role. I know Mm -hmm. that there are a couple of people within our local league now because we've had people go in and out of leadership roles. There are a couple of people where I've asked them to do certain things, and I can just see – how they communicate, how they want to do more. Those type of people would be good for what we're trying to build here in Detroit and Michigan. So those are the people that I kind of target for, hey, mm-hmm. well, we have these things here. Maybe you can help with this. Maybe you can help with that. And it comes in all forms and all levels. Okay. So uh, sticking with the leadership theme, 
Now, you know, and for those of you who don't know, there was a time where I lived in Michigan. And at that time, Michigan was sort of on the brink of being discontinued at the local and the national level. But you were a part of the leadership structure that helped that from that stopped it from happening. You saved Michigan, basically. How did you guys do that? What measures did you take to do that? We actually kind of needed to go back to the drawing board with a lot of things. A lot of the people that were here were no longer here, but we operated and continued to live in the structure that they were here. So it was a level mm-hmm. setting of people, structures, how things used to be. And we all know no one really likes change. We know change is the only constant, all of the other things that you see and read. But it was a a realistic thing that we had to do in Michigan, good, bad, or indifferent. Mm-hmm because of things that had happened with people who were on the team, direct reflections of the team, whatever, what have you, there was a reputation that was assessed Mm -hmm. to the team. And that's kind of one of the reasons with conversations with you when you were in Michigan where we kind of had the brainstorm about the name change and what it meant and why shedding that would be good. Now, with the understanding that as the Michigan Panthers had did good things, had did great things under the umbrella of the NGFFL, those things were not being discussed. As my dad mm-hmm. always taught me, when you do good, no one remembers. When you do bad, no one forgets. Right. Unfortunately, baby. Michigan was <laughs> – Michigan was in that position where coming on the field was bad. Arriving in the city was bad. Sneezing was bad. Like anything that we did was bad. And unfortunately, I'm serious, but it, it got to the point where you had people, good people who would come to the tournaments, who would indirectly have fun. But because of all of the negative energy that surrounded the Michigan Panthers, they chose not to come back. Some of them we still see in our local league. And anytime you get to travel team or tournament team talk, no hable anglais. They don't understand. They don't want to have any discussions about it. And And sadly, I get it. But watching it, even in the local league, I've watched us be great, eight, nine, ten teams to where we're juggling with four. But it's still right. forward progress, and we're getting a lot better. So, yeah, it's been difficult. There have been a lot of I told you so, you should have done this, you should mm-hmm. have done that. But of course, where I am with that, yeah, where I am with that is, hey, if this is what you see, come help. Right. But when you do that, talking loud and saying nothing, they don't. Nobody wants to do anything. Cricket. But people love to see you fail. See you fail, rather. Mm-hmm. So seeing mm-hmm. you fail, they get to go and hide in the corner and do all the I told you so. But one thing that I've learned from being in leadership in my professional career, once you see something is going bad and people have something to say, 
you grab those people and you bring them in the meeting. Okay, well, what do you feel will make this better? And you implement their ideas. If you implement their ideas as the leadership and they don't work, they're okay with saying you fail. But if you implement the ideas and they do work, then they're saying, well, I gave you that idea. I did this. I did this. And I'm like, okay, you did. I won't take away from that. And that's kind of what I was saying earlier about the courage. I don't have an issue mm-hmm. giving people their flowers when they did well. I don't have an issue taking the rap when it, when things have been bad. There have been a lot of things mm-hmm. that people really wouldn't realize that me as the president of the city league, I had no, I, I was outvoted, but I understand right. what being the, the head of the snake is. If right. we we'll say it, if we communicate it, it is what it is. Yeah. Yep. So I get it. Yeah, it, it it is one of the things that I've learned to deal with on the national level, and I think we do a fantastic job at it. So, you know, shouts to everyone on the national board right now is that whatever happens, we're all accountable. It is, it's not Thurman. It's not Shigeo. It's not OT. It's not Sam. It's the national board. One of us it's dropped the, the ball. We board. all dropped it. Yes. We all dropped it, and and that's why it's fantastic working with those people. So, with a few things you you discussed already, and um, so a couple of the questions that I had planned for you, you you touched on already. So I wanna I wanna skip to this exciting thing. I hear there's a women's team a women's team coming in Motor City. What can you tell me about that? I can tell you we're about a year out, but okay. the wheels are turning. If you okay. remember when you were up here, we mm-hmm. had a lot of women in the local league. At that yes. point, we were very close to having a woman's team, but there was some semi-pro tackle football team that came in and asked for some of our people, and we went from about 10 women to two. We're now at the point where you have a lot of women who are looking at the league. They play in other areas. A lot of the people in our local league participate in a lot of the other sports. Myself, I've played volleyball. I've played softball since 2011. There are a lot of women, when you talk football, where are there women on the team? And we say yes, and they talk about where they play. So, we're actually getting to the point where we have more women interested. And when we talk about the tournament and travel teams, they're saying, well, do you have women's teams? And it's the perfect opportunity. Hey, yes, we do. We would also like to bring a women's one. And a couple of the women are stepping up saying, well, I have friends. We can do this. We can do this. So with the understanding that we can't go out and produce a team tomorrow, I think Chicago will be in trouble in 2020. Okay, I hear that. That That is fantastic. And I think that any of the women who are listening will be excited to um, help you and to just know that that's coming because if you, uh, the last episode I had Turner from Denver and she was just fantastic in talking about building women's teams and getting more women involved. Uh-huh. 
and I'll ask you one of the sort of hard questions that I asked her, which was uh, basically what do you believe the impact and importance of women are to the NGFFL? They're just as important as we are. I don't, I don't well, I, I understand it's supposed to be a hard question, but for me it's a no-brainer. Under the umbrella, everybody needs to be represented. I don't see it any other way. That is that is the only answer. <laughs> well, the only I, one. I mean, it was the only answer for me. I, I don't know yeah. if anybody else had anything to say. They'll probably write you in and say, hey, that guy should have said this, should have said that. But, hey, it's a no-brainer to me. They're just as important as everyone else. It's okay. They can write. I ignore so many emails. It's like, no, I don't. No, I don't. Oh, oh, oh. I, I <laughs> Am I at work? Are we ignoring emails? Is that oh. the thing? Is that what we're doing? Oh. Uh, right. So um, your league is now in its what season? This is actually our seventh. Wow. Seventh season. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is year seven. This <laughs> How have you lasted amidst all the issues you just discussed? I won't say it's been easy. There have been a few fall seasons where we haven't been as successful, but spring, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, in Michigan, where people pretty much spend three months in the house because of the white stuff on the ground, oh. I, yes. I think there are a lot – there. Are, more prone to get out and learn. So the spring seasons mm-hmm. have been very successful. As a leader, we're currently going over. We actually made the decision that in order for us to maximize everyone, our spring league will seasons will all be on Saturday. All fall leagues will be mm-hmm. on Sunday. So okay. that's the biggest hurdle. We just Put a, we're actually on our website. We're publishing the fall schedule within the next two days, so people will be able to register oh, that's and we'll be able to. And one thing about Michigan is we've never been the most timely of areas. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. one thing, <laughs> one thing that I know. And you know that we've been able to do right. successfully, especially in the last year, is be more timely with things. If I told you okay. that we had 19 people registered for Chicago by April 28th, you would have to pick your lip up off the floor. I now, one of the things, body up. <laughs> right? One of the things about Michigan, because of our beginnings and how we were on the brink of elimination, if you will, there was a long period of time where it could be a week before the tournament and we're still asking people to go, seeing if they can make one practice just to meet the people they will be playing with. So one of the things that we had to do, going back to one of the questions from earlier about one of the things we had to do, we had to, I mean, we had bylaws, we had structure, we had all of that. But were we really adhering to it? The answer was no. So mm-hmm. while we've lost some people in redefining what our structure is, we've been able to keep people and build new and get new people from that same structure. 
Now with everything, okay. you know, you're going to have people who, well, I used to play with them and I don't play with them anymore because of yada, yada, yada. We welcome all of that. Right. We're all ex- available and accessible. You can come and talk to us. And usually what I'm finding out is what people are saying when they get to us is not what happened. So mm-hmm. it's been it's been a good time, if you will, trying to dispel things from people who don't live in the city, in the state, in the country, on the planet, about what's going on <laughs> with the Metro Detroit Flag Football League. All right. Uh, geared up for uh, Pride Bowl. You guys ready? I think we are. I know uh-huh. with the performance in Chicago last year, we played pretty well. We had, like, really just five bad plays that cost us both of our safeties, and mentally we were uh-huh. destroyed. Um, yeah. we, went to, we went to Denver last year. We finished third in B, uh-huh. which isn't bad, but yeah, given how we started out, how we started out, we ended on a positive note. We were right. one-fourth down away from actually playing in the championship game there. I think that right. taste left in a desire, a competitive spirit, and the people that are returning because most of the people that played in Denver will be in Chicago. So there'll be, there'll That's be how a you level build. of... A, a level of revenge and payback coming to Chicago, <laughs> going to New York. So I think we'll be good there. I'm actually excited because we've practiced earlier than we ever have. People are mm-hmm. getting their themselves together earlier than they ever have. You see people posting that they're in the weight room, they're in the gym, they're doing cardio for Chicago. And I'm like, it's not even June yet, so it's it's great right. to see, and I'm excited for the product that we will be bringing to Pride Bowl next month. It's okay. a month from today. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So um, we we've reached the end, Paul. Are there any closing thoughts? Anything that I didn't cover that you think the listeners need to hear? Uh, not really. If anybody that's listening knows anyone in the Detroit, Michigan area, the metro area, that may be interested, they can be directed to mdffl.org. They can look, view. We have our events on there, our practice schedule, everything that's coming up because we're all we're always looking to expand. We want to recapture the eight and ten teams that we used to have. And while mm-hmm. we're having fun, we get I think we all get tired of beating up on the same 40 to 50 people every week. It would be great to <laughs> see some new people. And we, as we just continue to build our brand and get better, we would love to have people take that journey with us. That's fantastic. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Nettles. It was a pleasure, and thank you to all the listeners and everyone for joining us on Outside the Huddle. All yes, the thank episodes you. of Outside the Huddle. Yes, yes, you're welcome, and thank you again. So um, all of the episodes of Outside
Inside the Huddle will be made available through the NGFFL monthly newsletter, The Two-Minute Drill. They'll also be stored on our YouTube channel. Uh, if you enjoyed this conversation, which you should have, be sure to comment, post, um, tag us, NGF, hashtag NGFFL, go to our Facebook page, our Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, everything. So until next time we meet, be kind to yourself and be kind to all the others you encounter as you compete, connect, and unite in the NGFFL. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.